Good morning. I love that video. In case you didn't know, that was uh, Jason Bechtel, one of our missionary families from our church, and his daughter, Mayel, who were the main actors in that video. She did a great job. I really enjoyed that. Um, Jason and Ange and their family are missionaries up in Durham. He's uh, with Ethnos, and he's one of the directors of uh, communications up there and does a, does a really great job there. Um, before we get into our passage this morning, I'd like you to take a few minutes as a family just to say thanks to your dad. If your dad is in the room, it would be great if you could tell him that just in person. Um, I know lots of dads are, uh, their love language would be a, more of a words of affirmation type love language. So it's great to tell our dads um, how much we appreciate them. If your dad's not in the room with you, um, feel free to uh, make a short list and mail it to him the good old-fashioned way. If, if your dad's uh, not with you at all, um, it's a good idea just to make a list anyways and just to remind ourselves of uh, how much we appreciate our dads. Uh, so take a minute, take some time to appreciate your dad, tell him uh, how much you care about him, and uh, if you'd like to, you can include that uh, right in the, the chat that's also on the, uh, the side of the video here. And uh, when we come back... Um, We'll get into our passage for the day. So welcome back. I know that for some of us, Father's Day can be a very fun occasion. We get to hang out with family. Uh, We get to uh, just be together as a family and we get to appreciate our dads. But this isn't true for everyone. Hearing that title, Dad, can actually evoke some difficult or some different emotions in some of us. Uh, for some, the term dad brings up uh, pain in our lives. Maybe it's there's been abuse or neglect. Uh, for some of us, maybe dad was absent, or maybe dad was there, but he was never really there. So Father's Day is not always a happy celebration for everyone. In the few moments that I have with us this morning, I'd really like to talk about the perfect father. Rick's already read our passage for us this morning. Uh, we're in Psalm 103, and I really hope you have your Bibles with you this morning. This morning, what I'd really like you to do as I read through the passage is two things. I'm not sure if you like writing in your Bible, but if you do, this uh, exercise will really be something you'll like. The first thing I want you to do is to highlight or circle every reference that you see in the passage to our Heavenly Father. So that would be the name Lord or where you see him being referred to. So the him and the he, etc., etc. The second thing I'd like you to do is underline the attributes that you see that refer to our Heavenly Father. The reason we're doing this is that it allows us to see who the passage is about and how many different ways our Heavenly Father cares for us. There's a lot in this passage and we're going to spend some time We're going to spend some time on that. Just before I read, there's one other thing that I I think is very key that we need to be pointing out. This passage starts and ends the very same way. It starts with praise the Lord. There are two Hebrew words that the English translation kind of mashes together and and translates it as praise. But these two Hebrew words have slightly different meanings. So the first Hebrew word that, uh, that means praise in English is barak. So barak actually means to kneel or to take a knee. It's a sign of complete respect. Another way to say it would be to give honor 
where honor is due. And that honor is in God alone. The second word that we kind of sum up into the word praise would be hallelujah. And this means to cheer or to extol. The ending ya on this word is actually a short form for the, for the term that we uh, refer to God as Yahweh. What it's telling us is that there is a greatness to God. There is a greatness to our Heavenly Father. And we need to be extolling that. And we need to be saying that out loud. And we need to be praising that. Give Him all the glory that He's due. Give Him all the respect that He deserves. So, let me uh, read through our passage for us again today really nicely and slowly. And remember, you're circling uh, references to our Heavenly Father and you're underlining attributes or acts that you see Him doing. Psalm 103. I'm reading in the NIV version this morning. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made his ways known to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He will not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like the flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it's gone. And its place is remembered no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. His righteousness with their children's children. With those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. His kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you, his servants, who do his will. Praise the Lord. All his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. I'm not sure about you, but when I read that, that text, my first reaction is thanksgiving and praise. So what is God saying about himself in our passage? This is what he's saying. He's the one who forgives sins and he's the one who heals us. He's the one who redeems us. He's the one who crowns us with love and compassion. Through him, our deepest desire is met. And that deepest desire is to have a relationship with him. He works for justice and righteousness for the oppressed. He makes his ways known. He's compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. His anger will not last forever. 
He will not treat us as our, de- our sins deserve. If you remember, the wages of sin is death. But through his gift of his grace and his mercy, we can receive forgiveness. He's a transgression remover. Kids, if you don't know what this word transgression means, that's a good one to ask mom and dad about. He loves all who put their trust in him. He knows us even better than we know ourselves. He created us, and he's the ruler of all. That's just a short little list of what what I came up with as I read through. For some of us, we're going to find uh, little different things in the passage that really stick out to us. That's the beautiful thing about the Bible, is that God reveals himself to us through his word. As I look at the list, I feel a lot like King David did when he wrote this list. All glory and honor and praise are to the one who deserves it the most. Praise the Lord. That's what David was saying. My prayer for you this week is that you will come to know your Heavenly Father in a way that is real and personal. He cares for you, and He loves you so much, and He will always be there for us when we call it. Will you put your trust and your faith in Him today? He really is a perfect Father.